Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister here at the Christian Products Expo 2022, Lexington, Kentucky. Got Andrew with me. Terry's been here doing some social media stuff. My son Mason made the trip with us. He's still in bed, I'm sure. We need to check out of our hotel here in a couple minutes, so yeah. I better go get him up. Mason's been, we'll, we'll shout out to him. He's been a good pack mule. He's been he's been helping haul things and, and carrying bags and stuff. So He's meeting people out there. Mason and I have a book on our minds, and uh, so we talked to a couple people about that. That's been good. Yeah. And, no, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a great time here. We've been we've been having having a fun time, but uh, God's really prompted a lot of, of, of really great interviews here. So the interview we're going to look at, listen to right now, is Pam Farrell, and Pam Farrell has written fifty eight books. It's incredible, fifty eight wow. books. The most popular one is Men Are Waffles, Women Are Spaghetti. You might have heard of that yep. book. I'd heard of that one before we came. Here. I had that was, not. That was part of why. I reached out to, to her to see if she'd be interested in this podcast. Was was that was one I'd heard of before, uh, in in, uh, in in doing couples devotions. So she's written some other books. One on red hot monogamy, another one fifty two ways to wow Spicy. your husband. I was like, yeah, baby. Yowza. Jen Reister, get that book. <laughs> um, I, talking to Pam was a delight. I mean, she's just this energetic. Yeah kind of fireball she's got a lot of passion for what she's doing she and her husband live on a boat that's the second person we've interviewed this week who lives on a boat if we didn't live in iowa i would seriously consider doing the boat living thing i'm thinking about doing it anyway well like not in iowa i have to go somewhere okay (laughs) on the cedar river (laughs) so hey um you guys are going to love this interview with pam farrell and pam i i thoroughly enjoyed our conversation i love your energy and uh, I know that people, it's going to come through in this interview. People are going to love it. So everyone who tunes in, thanks for tuning in. And um, think of somebody you want to share this with because it's going to encourage and inspire someone else beyond yourself. Hey, everybody. Matt Reister with the CC Podcast Conversations. I am at the Christian Products Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm sitting with Pam Farrell right now. Pam is most recently the author of Discovering Good News in John. This is a creative devotional study experience. But you've written a bunch of books, Pam. 58, 5, 8. Yeah, people are always like, is that a typo? No, no, it's not a typo. It paid for my kid's college. So, yeah, (laughs) it's real. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, where are you from? How did this all start? I noticed in your bio, you said you wrote your first book when you were sitting in church. So you must have grown up in the church. Uh, Well, interesting. I am the firstborn daughter of an alcoholic dad with severe rage issues. And I always thought our family would make the headlines, but not a good reason. More like man shoots family than shoots himself. A lot of like domestic violence in my home of origin. But my mom's best friend, when I was a very little girl, my mom's best friend, Kathy, saw the chaos that we were living in. And she and 
invited my mom, hey, Afton, why don't you bring the kids to church? And Where was this? That was in Athena, Oregon, a teeny tiny town of about 100 people. Wow. Probably related to half, you know, wow. and um, a little teeny tiny church with a steeple, just like the Sunday school songs. And um, I went to church and I saw the most loving people. They were just, they were just so kind and nice and fed me, you know, red punch and yummy cookies. And I'm like, these are good people. I wonder who this Jesus is that they're talking about. I wow. want to know the author of love, God. And I made a decision to ask Christ into my life. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. They, they said, if you memorize Matthew 5, 6, and 7, you could have a place on quiz team. Now, quiz team in a town of 100 people, that's like America. American Idol, yeah, you, I mean, you want it, it's a happening thing, right? Yeah. And so I'm working on memorizing these verses, sitting on my bed one night, and my dad has been drinking all day. He's just out of control. My sweet mom's trying to talk him down. I'm afraid for my little brother and sister, you know, I'm the oldest. So I round up my little brother and my sister, I tuck them in bed, I push the dresser in front of the door so dad can't get in to hurt us, and I wow. shut off the light. And there, glowing in the dark, was a little cross that I had earned by memorizing uh, Psalms 23. Wow. And on it, it said, Jesus lives. And I remember praying, Jesus, I've been reading about you, and you're a good, good person. You're a good, good shepherd. And I, I want to know you. So please come into my life, be my best friend, my savior, my Lord. Now I live on a boat, so I say, you know, I would say, uh, take the helm, you know, take the wheel, as that country western song says. Yeah, Jesus, Carrie Underwood. take the wheel, that's right. Uh, so that was kind of my cry. And then I said, P.S., God, I think pastors are pretty cool people. Uh, I'd like to marry one. And God answered all those cries of that little girl's heart down to the fact I'm married to a wonderful pastor who is my co-author of many of those 58 books. Amazing. Yeah. So where do you live on a boat? Okay, so we live on a boat that's about two hours from Los Angeles Airport, LAX, about mm, an hour south of Santa Barbara, uh, where Ventura and Oxnard meet, and it's okay. called Channel Islands, and it's it's just as beautiful as it sounds. Yeah. But our boat is a fixer-upper. We bought a boat um, because we we're going to downsize to take care of Bill's then 88-year-old parents. Now they're 92, um, Bill's dad's in heaven. Um, but that was the assignment, the God assignment, that um, we were the siblings left in California, Bill wow. was, Bill was, and um, his other siblings lived too far away. And, you know, God had us downsize and move and sell our big house in San Diego where we had pastored, where we had raised our kids. And one night, Bill had been driving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth across Los Angeles with all that traffic. It took about seven hours to get home this night. And it was like midnight, and he um, came up the stairs and just looked like death warmed over. And I said, oh, honey, keeping your parents alive, it's like, it's killing you. Do we need to move closer? Yeah. And he's like, maybe, Pam. I'm so tired. We'll sleep on it. The next day, he's like, here, here's the deal, hon. I know my parents are kind of hard. I'm... One was frail of mind, the other frail of body. And Bill's mom is agoraphobic and a hoarder and explosive oh, wow. in her anger. Like, it was abusive, the home he grew up in. He's like, I know they're hard, so this is a big ask to move you away from all your friends and all. But what would happen? How would you feel about living on a boat? 
because I know you're half mermaid girl. <laughs> and he was right. I love like swimming. I was on the swim team, diving team, awesome. you know, kayaking, paddleboard, you name it. If it's on the water, I'm going to love it. And I said, it was like a heartbeat, no praying about it. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Hashtag you know, crazy fun midlife adventure. I love it. So we sold. So how long have you been there? Um, it's probably close to seven years now. On yeah, a boat. on a boat. So describe yeah. this boat. So what's interesting is like two or three people ago that I interviewed, a lady named Grace Fox. She's one of my BFFs. She moved on to her boat about a year after we did ours. Sailboat yes. up in British Columbia. It is, yeah. So, it's so like, she am has I missing a sailboat. Out on something here? You might be, yeah. yeah. Jesus loved boats too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we moved on to our boat about a year, 18 months, um, and it's a power boat. Uh, I, I tend to like a lot more sunshine. Like a yacht. Uh, well, yes, anything over 40 feet is a yacht, but don't let that term, like, think that we're rich or anything. It's yeah. a fixer-upper boat. <laughs> it's actually what they, they call a widow's boat. And what they mean by that, and we were actually praying for this, is um, oftentimes, like, the guy in the family, the yes. husband, loves boating, and the wife is like, well, that's your thing. That's not my thing. He dies, he dies and then you get it cheap. You're stuck. Yeah, and she needs to get rid of it, and so it that was a win-win. Awesome. We bought this boat that needed to be moved within two weeks, and the widow said, hey, here's the deal. I'll give you a deal on this boat, one condition. You have to take everything on the boat. I don't want to take anything off that boat, which is like, you know, 30 life jackets so we can have like lots of people on the boat, uh, brand new mattresses. It's and perfect yeah, for It was you. wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. And then she found out that Bill is a pastor and that made her even happier. He, he's, she's like, take people out, give them peace and solace. That's and awesome. You got it. You got it. <laughs> wow. So is your husband still a pastor? He's not currently, because we do so much writing speaking together. Yeah. So right now, because of the caregiving responsibilities, we full-time do our ministry, which is called Lovewise. Yeah. So 58 books, which one would you say has had the biggest impact, made the biggest splash? Or, or oh, there the you most go. Pe- biggest are, splash, right. Uh, are, the, <laughs> are the most people familiar with? Oh, definitely. It would be men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. It's our bestseller. So Andrew, yeah. I don't know if you communicate with mm-hmm. Andrew. I did. But he's been kind of keeping me in the loop. And we've been filtering through all these interviews. You know, we don't have enough time for everybody who wants to do an interview. But he said, hey, this is the lady who wrote men are like waffles, women are like <laughs> spaghetti. I'd never heard of it, but he had. Right. And so... What, what is that about? Okay, so here's the fun part. So Men Are Like Waffles, like spaghetti, its most recent appearance was on Orange County Housewives on TV. What? One of the wives had read it, and she's like, everybody <laughs> ought to read this book. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, this made my day. Um, yes, so it, it's a very practical book, and how it got its title is actually kind of fun. Um, so we had just moved to the San Diego area to plant, well, to grow a very small church. And my husband, we were about 28 or 29 when this story takes place, maybe 30. Um, anyway, so we were both athletes and our son, we were raising little boys that were athletes. What did so- your husband do? You said... You did water stuff. So I did. I did. I was a diver, swimmer, and my husband did like basketball, football, quarterback, you know, that kind of thing. And um, they were having boys in soccer and baseball and all that. And so um, we thought the best way that to reach our community is just to be involved with them in youth sports because that's who we are, you know? Yeah. So um, Bill ended up being president of the basketball league. And one day this guy walked up to him and said, Bill, 
I have been watching you and Pam, and it seems like you have a good marriage. And I hear from other people that you do. And somebody <laughs> told me you're a pastor. And so do you like help couples out that are having a hard time? Because me and my wife are having a hard time. Wow. And Bill said, yeah, I do. Um, what, come on to my office. So they show up in the office and Bill's like, how can I help you? And the husband just turned to the wife and said, go ahead. And she started talking from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, just jumping all over the charts on uh, different topics. And the husband looked like deer in the headlights, like, what do I do? And Bill said, well, actually think of the way her mind was created is like a plate of spaghetti. If you follow one noodle around that plate, it looks like it touches pretty much every other noodle on the plate. And that's the way women process life, is they travel through life making emotional connections to the people and things that matter most to them. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, she's spaghetti, but what do I do? He's like, okay, just lean in and listen. And he taught him some active listening skills. And then his wife talked for 55 straight minutes. And she sat back. She's like, oh, that's so good. Probably the first time she wasn't interrupted, you know. And she's like, okay, I'm like spaghetti. What's my husband like? And Bill said, um, we don't have time for that today. That'll be next week. Because he didn't have a clue. He's like, okay, God, you have to show up. You gave me this, like, illustration of spaghetti uh, for women who multitask. You know, there's more connections in the, between the two hemispheres of a woman's mind. So, yeah. I mean, it's based on science. It's also based on Genesis 1:27. God made us male and female. Yeah. And um, so he's our brain. Okay, men compartmentalize. Men compartmentalize. And my boys were making... Toaster waffles, yes, don't judge me. Yep, that's what they're having for breakfast. <laughs> Up popped this waffle, and Bill's like, oh, compartments. And so he went back, he's like, okay, a guy's mind is like a waffle. There are boxes separated by walls, and men put one issue in every box. They deal with one thing and one thing only at a time. So when a man's at work, he's at work. When he's mowing the lawn, he's mowing the lawn. When he's in the garage, he's in the garage. When he's watching TV, he is watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to be the box police and we're going to stay on this one topic that your husband said is like pretty much driven you guys to near divorce and we'll see if we can get a solution going. So he helped her stay on subject and they dialogued through this really tough, you know, issue and they came to an agreement and solved this huge issue that had been going on for years in their marriage. And Bill came home and he's like, uh, God saved a marriage today in my office and here's what he used, waffles and spaghetti. And he explained the illustration. He's like, I think we should use it at this seminar, you know, that we're going to do. And at that point we had written, um, one book, it was called Pure Pleasure, Making Your Marriage a Great Affair. Yeah. And the local paper had done like a full page about this young pastor and his wife who write, wrote this book about sex and what kind of church is this kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, so people were signed up for this little seminar and he's like, I think we should try this new material. I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember saying to him, it's a little bit corny, but I trust you and I trust God. So we did the whole explanation of men and women and waffles and spaghetti. And here's like a really fun part. Men actually, they, this is a study that there is an empty box, a blank box on every man's waffle. And they like go in there to rest and recharge. It's kind of like the middle of a bingo square. Yeah. And guys can get there from every other square on their waffle. <laughs> and so we explained all that with a lot of humor. And we didn't know, but a newlywed couple 
Uh, and he uh, was the weekend program director of the largest general market station in San Diego, was in the audience. And he's like, this is so great. This is like helping us with our communication. I think you guys need a radio show. So come meet my boss. And so we went down. It was Valentine's Day that year. And we met uh, the program director, you know, running the station. And he walked in and we had prayed, Lord, let us be bold. Let us know that we can share you on this general market station because you're like the super glue that can fix almost any marriage if the people are willing. Yeah. And give us guts. And so the program director walked in, he shook Bill's hand. He's like, hey, I understand that you're a pastor. Well, I would just assume you would share the spiritual dynamics and how God and God's word might help people in their major relationships. And I'm like blonde, but hello. Got that one loud and clear. Yes, yes, yes. So we started on doing talk radio like we're doing right now and uh, to our call-in talk show and uh, helping people with their relationship skills. We did that for several years. Bill was pastoring. I was director of women's ministry. We had this radio program. We were writing books, raising children, and that's kind of how we hit San Diego. That's how the Farrells roll, I guess. That is awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. So um, there's some other books that you've written, and one of them jumped off the page at me. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, what was the first one you just called? Men are like waffles, women like no, spaghetti. No, the oh, sex pure one. pure pleasure, making your marriage a great affair. That was co-authored with our mentors, Jim and Sally Conway. There's one called Red Hot Monogamy, That's which right. I assume is along the Woo! same lines. It's awesome. It's and like, and it's not a remake of Pure Pleasure. It is actually like all, I'm Song of Solomon. God cares about Amen. sex. He created it, right? And so Song of Solomon's <laughs> all about it. So it's a book that helps couples in that very vital area of their life. 52 ways to wow your husband. That's right. Give us us two of them. (laughs) Okay, the most popular with the men is (laughs) for one day say yes to like everything your husband says. And so like don't, like women have this like I have to win. I need to be, I need to win this argument. I need to be right. And, but for one day, just say, yes, be agreeable. Like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, honey, you're so wise. You know, just reword <laughs> it all day and see how it improves your relationship. Do you have to mean it? Uh, you, you have to, like, by faith want to mean it. Okay. You know, so I tell women all the time, 52 ways to wow your husband. A lot of women are like, oh, he should wow me. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Pray that God gives you the want to, to want to wow yeah, your husband. That's like, good. let's just start where you are. That's good. Okay, what's another one? <laughs> um, I think one of the other ones would be like, um, what did he want to be when he was a little boy? And like, create a date that does that, you know? Like, my husband wanted to be a captain of a boat. So yeah, before we you moved onto a, a boat, I did. <laughs> yeah, but before we moved onto the boat, then you know, just a day away, rent rent a boat, go fishing with him. Cool. Um, yeah, or football. You know, like, yeah. there's a lot of those like dream. You know, you can go for an afternoon. Yeah. Your husband can play or race car. You yeah. can actually rent the. Not the driver's seat, but the other seat, yeah. the passenger seat, and with a race car driver. Yeah. So they're in almost all of the NASCAR tracks. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. So if where there's a will, there's a way. I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, just kind of a tangent. Are you football fans? Well, our boys got football scholarships, so yep. 
Okay. I'm a football fan. Where at? <laughs> okay, so our oldest um, got a football scholarship uh, at Liberty University. Oh, yeah. And now he's a football coach. Um, he was Arizona's high school football coach of the year, so he's a very good coach. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. And then our youngest, his um, scholarship um, was to another Christian university in Arkansas, uh, done in Searcy. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, a middle son was the... He played high school football, but then he got his scholarship by being the captain of the co-ed cheer team at University of Louisville. Okay. And then he went on staff there as their um, athletic performance coach. Is that what he's doing now? Well, he just, after 10 years at, at wonderful UofL, he just got hired by Grand Canyon University. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, we're really excited. Um, he, he has a great, all my boys are great leaders in different ways, but... Um, it's really awesome to see him now using those skills in such a wonderful way. What's he doing at Grand Canyon? Um, I, his official title is something about strength performance, but he's like kind of heading up the athletic department, you know, okay. overseeing a lot of sports. I've got yeah. a friend that does some sports psychology down there, just moved down there. What? So I'm sure they know we each other. We have taught to make sure they do. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, Good people, great school, Grand Canyon. Yeah, the reason I was asking about if you're a football fan, and this is the tangential off the subject thing, but you're I, never off the subject when you talk about football with a pharaoh. Yeah. <laughs> the Iowa Hawkeyes are our team. We're from oh, Northeast Iowa yeah. in the Big Ten, and so you've got USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. What do the Southern Californians think of that? Wow, that's actually exciting. You know, did you know that? Well, that's kind of new news to me. My husband usually breaks those kind of things into me, um, but. A lot of Californians are transplanted from other states. Yeah. So it's got to make some of those Californians happy. And we need anything that makes us happy in California right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the, the Big Ten now spans from Rutgers, New Jersey to Los Angeles, oh California. Oh, my. Cross country. And so, I, wow. I mean, those of us who are like actual Big Ten people mm -hmm. from the Midwest, on one hand, are kind of like, this is ridiculous. On another hand, though, it's like I can't wait to see USC play the Hawkeyes at Kinnick Stadium. Yes. It'll be kind of fun, you know? Oh, exciting. And, and you know, what if they win against such powerhouses? That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so this, I don't want to get, like, weird with this, but, but this, whole, this whole thing of, like, sex and marriage and Christian marriage, um, I've often thought, that there is not enough conversation about that and not enough like kind of open you, you know even in christian circles right in fact i i help lead a bible conference in northeast iowa and we've got a facility that is available and we're trying to fill it out year round as we upgrade some facilities and get them winterized so wow. we can the, the Billy nice. Graham Training Center at the yeah. Cove, you familiar with that? Yes. So we want to kind of pattern what we do after that. So cool. You know, like year-round seminars, retreats, yes. conferences, concerts. And one of the things I've thought about doing is bringing in a Christian couple that would specifically do a retreat for couples talking about sex. Because mm -hmm. I think it's like an unspoken area of people are afraid of it even it, pastors can be afraid of it of, yeah. of just kind of marital angst right yeah and, and it's like things aren't disastrous you know with a lot of christian couples but if that's a topic that we could spend a little time on 
I'm, they could be so much better. It's totally. like the super glue. <clears throat> sexual intimacy is like the super glue. It'll pull you through tough times. Um, and so we have done actually done a lot of conferences for churches that are having um, like maybe a rash of affairs or maybe just a lot of couples that are saying that they're bored or um, they're drifting apart. And oftentimes it's because they've neglected that very important gift. It's a gift. Sex is a gift. And like, I don't think we should be afraid of it because God designed it. Yeah. God created it. It's not like a surprise to him. Like, ooh, don't talk to God about sex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he already knows it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of take the opposite. Like, hey, let's go to God with our sex life, about our sex life. Yeah. Let's get him in the middle of our bedroom yeah. or whatever other room. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> We love doing red hot monogamy conferences um, for groups, and because we're we try to present God's principles and with tact, yeah, but with honesty, yeah, and not afraid of the subject, and like what are the obstacles? What are the roadblocks? What baggage from the past do we need to deal with yeah. so you have a future together? Um, what are some simple things that you can do to spice up your marriage? Uh, you know, really, sometimes it comes down to really basic things like, uh, give me your calendars. Oh, look at there. You don't have any time together alone. Right. Yeah. Let's maybe get a babysitter, grandma, grandpa. You yeah. guys go away for a weekend. That's a great investment. Yeah. So we actually do that for our kids. Once a year, we have Nana Papa camp. Awesome. And we go over and we pay for the kids. We do. We try to do it so that they can go to like a marriage event one day and then have two or three days to just rest, relax, recharge, yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. And we feel like it's such a good investment totally. in our future family and our grandkids' lives to help their parents stay in love for a lifetime. Yeah. I can imagine you've you've heard a lot of feedback that has been very encouraging in the wake of your willingness to kind of go there mm -hmm. with churches and Christians and people are grateful because it's not the normal Sunday morning sermon. Right. And some churches don't even have marriage small groups, you know, and that would be a wonderful place mm -hmm. to have that kind of privacy or those built-in mentors to deal with it. Um, that's why we did men are like waffles like spaghetti, you know, DVD, you know, for small groups and working on releasing the video for red hot monogamy that'll come. Um, but right now it's live and you know, it's really fun to do these marriage events that are romantic. Mm -hmm. It's, it's sometimes the simplest thing. People are so grateful, like, thank you for two hours. Um, and the built-in questions of conversation that yeah. my husband and I got to have. Thank you for the childcare. Yeah. You paid for childcare so we could have grown-up conversation. Yeah. You know, thank you for being honest with where you, you and Pam have, you know, traversed and yeah. your homes of origin and how you drop, were able to drop baggage and move forward. Yeah. And, um, so it, it, it you know, a little bit of candlelight, a little bit of romance, a little bit of good food. Um, maybe so a when you do these, music. what's the format? You know, it's like depends. a Friday night, Saturday you type know, thing. It depends on. Uh, sometimes it's a date night, you know, one night thing. Um, other times, uh, it, it, 
depending on the church. Sometimes it's like a dinner dance, a prom for grown-ups oh, kind wow. of thing. Yeah. Other times it's a whole weekend. So yeah. like there's Friday night and some romance and good training. Then you move on to Saturday with equipping. And then sun, then Saturday night is like the big fun yeah. event, the ball, the dinner. Um, and then usually we preach on Sunday morning together as a couple for, yeah. on, on a broader topic of relationships yeah. Yeah, for the congregation. Oh, that's cool. And how long have you been doing those? Mm, well, really, uh, before the book came out. So I, I would say the Red Hot Ones, tail end of Waffles and Spaghetti release, and then was Red Hot Monogamy. So I'm more than 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And you're putting videos together, you said? We are working on that. We had videos in the can. Okay, you just have to grieve with me. We had videos in the can, all done. I had just lost 70 pounds. You know, I lost a third grader, right? And so I was thin, feeling good about myself. <laughs> lost a third yeah. grader. And we had these videos done for Red Hot Monogamy, and the video got corrupted, and oh, we have to start all over again. That's discouraging. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you for grieving with yeah, me. I appreciate yeah, that. that yeah. <laughs> so Let's talk about your latest right here. Sure. Uh, this devotional on the book of John. Yes. Okay. So it's a creative Bible study. And that means that there are um, coloring pages in it. There's open space to draw or doodle. I, I, I call myself a Bible art doodler. I'm not the artist of the group. There's three of us that go, went together. Um, it's first started, this is fourth in the series of the Discover the Bible. The first one was discovering hope in the Psalms. Then it was discovering joy in Philippians. Then discovering Jesus in the Old Testament, some prophecy things. And then um, discovering good news in John. And um, when Jean is my co-author, and she's like a deep dive Bible study, K. Arthur, Priscilla Shire, like yeah. good Bible student, married to a seminary professor. I mean, they both just bleed Bible. They're wonderful. Awesome. So it's really rich, but very approachable. She's mm -hmm. a good teacher too. And um, so she asked me to edit Discovering Hope. And if I believed in it, would I write a cover letter and send it to my publisher at the time, Harvest House, mm -hmm. and still is Harvest House. Um, and so I, I thought the best way to edit is to do this, to actually participate in the Bible study. So I did the Bible study and I edited it and I loved it because there's she brought in these creative elements like let's write a psalm uh, to personalize God's word to our lives too. And then she has some other creative ideas. And I said, you know, um, what if we had more creativity? Because a lot of times the right brain and the left brain don't meet in a yeah. Bible study, yeah. you know? The creatives get intimidated by all the intellectuals. And so I'm like, this would really be cool if we could have a meeting of the minds here. And um, so I called my friend Carla Dornacher, who's like amazing, our award-winning artist with many books to her mm -hmm. name too. And um, she's like, that would be so cool. And so then I send it to Harvest House with this idea of adding more creativity. And they said, we love this Bible study and we love the idea of like adding the creative element. Hey, but Pam, you're like, you have this big platform. You have been doing this for multiple decades and she's a new author. She really needs a platform. Would she be open to you having a part of this team? And I said, oh no, I'll ask Jean, it's her Bible study. And so I talked to Jean, she's like, yes, yes, yes. Whatever will help women get hope. And cool. so um, we dialogued and, and 
my giftedness is taking the hard principles of the Bible and making them apply today. So I wrote awesome. the devotional moments, yeah. one for every chapter, just where the rubber meets the road, real heartfelt um, and practical. That's my goal. Love uh, it. Yeah. So it matches love-wise. We like to um, you know, park ourselves on the corner of God's love and God's wisdom. So this is kind of that same thing. How can we help people apply the Bible, not just hear about it, not just it's a nice book, but today be live and active in their life. And so the Bible study has been very well received. They're all Amazon bestsellers. They've wow. all won other awards. Um, last, The last one, Jesus, Discovering Jesus in Old Testament won at ECPA, which is kind of like getting a Grammy for people that are not part of the big book industry. Yeah. So it was, it was a finalist. So we feel pretty good about awesome. this new way of studying the Bible uh, and we're getting really good response and lives are being impacted and changed, which is really what it's all about. As I hold this in my hand for those listening, it reminds me if you're familiar with like Experiencing God by Henry mm, Blackaby, yep. kind of a big workbook. Yep, that's feel the size to it, of it. Mm-hmm. Or The Mind of Christ. You mm-hmm. remember that one? Yep, and a lot um, of Beth Moores are about that size. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is awesome. And uh, so, what projects do you have on the horizon? I mean, you've written 58 books. You've certainly got like a bunch more in you. Uh, I do. How did you know that? It's awesome. I have to be. You know, God wrote 66, so I'm like trying to fulfill that <laughs> before I retire. Um, the next project I'm really excited about. It's a, a devotional for couples, and Bill and I are writing it together. It's 365 days. Okay. And it's going to be written uh, for Christian Arts, which is a, a company that produces beautiful gift products. Cool. So so we're hoping to write about how does God love and how can we love each other better. Um, yeah, so that's our next project this next year. And any like dream projects that are out there that you haven't been able to even scratch the so surface of yet? here's one that's kind of like people will think, ooh, this is off course. As you jump ship, no, I'm kidding. How much can, how much can we play with that? Yeah. Um, I would love to write a few children's books. I, that my, oh, yeah. I started in children's writing. That's how I got some of my early training. Yeah. And I've written like one book for kids called Celebrate. I made a big decision. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up discipleship book for little kids after they ask Christ into their awesome. life. Um, but I have some Nana books in me now since oh, I have five yeah. grandkids and two more on the way. Um, I've had about three different children's books in my back pocket that eventually I want to get to. Mm-hmm. I mean, exciting. I want some children's books that last beyond me. Yeah. The kind that, you know, my kids' kids will read to their kids. And, That's exciting. So how can people follow you? Um, yeah. Social media, website, get a hold of your books. Right. So our website, love hyphen wise.com love dash wise.com mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of freebie stuff there um, like just look at the banner and there'll be free stuff free ebook like infectious joy which is a creative 30-day you know experience in uh, with verses about joy um, to like red hot marriage resources that mm-hmm. are free date nights that mm-hmm. we have there all kinds of free stuff and um, then I love people to follow us at Bill and Pam Farrell on Facebook or me Pam Pamela Farrell author that's my personal page F-A-R-R-E-L one L one L I know it's annoying people I know I know <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you find us we're the unique ones um, and then uh, on Instagram I'm just starting on Instagram that would be love wise 62 I'm not sure why they chose. They chose that name. They, they gave it to me. I put Lovewise in and they added a 62. I'm like, hmm, 
that's interesting. But okay, <laughs> well, we'll roll with it. Um, yeah, so those are the best places to interact with us. And I'm one of those people that actually answer back. If you send me awesome. a direct message or if you put a comment on a page, I love meeting people and talking to them about their life. So I imagine you've been to CPE a bunch of times. A few, mm-hmm, yep. yeah. And so how's it been for you this year? Anything different, new? You know, I had the opportunity this time to be the keynote for Sunday morning to open up the whole month's conference. Yeah. And, you know, it's just something that's precious, being able to thank bookstore owners. These are all independent mom and pops. And, you know, a lot of them are walking by faith, especially yep. in this crazy pandemic panic and COVID craziness that we've been dealing with. Yeah. And I just being able to say God loves you, God sees you, God's motivated yeah. to bless you. Um, I, that, that was a nice way to give back to all they've given to us. That's awesome. Well, Pam Farrell, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. And uh, we will definitely have a lot of content in the show notes for people to Sounds get great. in touch with you or find your books. And Maybe some of those freebies I'll send your way. There we go. Wish I want the red hot monogamy stuff. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God's blessings to you as you continue to do great work. Thank you. Wow, you are easy to talk to. Wonderful to have imaginary coffee with. Awesome. <laughs> Take care. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.